Blog Talk Radio. In the end. 
close to me I don't know who you supposed to be So contemplate that before approaching me Got the south side right behind me, homie And for me, that's plenty Now the bypass the drugs And the haters and the handy Play the politics right And ever so Reach up and snatch that bread Get the fam fed Get it like a man like my uncles And Pops would if they had the chance Or maybe they did and just couldn't advance Damn all I can be I am more than a man Y'all don't understand Gotta get the cheese like a multiple choice question And all I see is me Father told me long ago ain't nothing free So I was off of that cheese like a new year It's a revolution so everyone be crucial I can never break you will never see me do so Resolution I will always be on top like revolution Got the life cause I'ma shine bright Pump the music baby it's a revolution Feel the music baby it's a resolution Pump the music baby it's a revolution Rain in the windshield the wiper blades Got me dazing off in outer space Working out my next chest move a hole in the game to break through In the meantime, I just grind and play dudes Rhyme and stay true, rather die than shot shoes Since I was knee high, I shine better than bruise The face and egos look much better than you My flow is clever, fine, so I can never lose And you know it won't stop Till a brother talking shop In an office with a view And a 30-story drop And a pretty girl or two Saying, man, we take your shoes clever Welcome to the top Cause I need that grave in Checking the room, making sure nobody's shaded Laying in wait, lurking, waiting to play it Gotta pay the bills, gotta feed the baby If getting in it is a sin, Jesus save me Yeah, yeah You been listening to Long Road Home This DJ Foo, Candy Music Quick Hit Hit me on Twitter, at DJ Foo Hit clever, hit clever. Shout out to my nigga Jay, facility studio. My nigga Lucy Lou. Young money, cash money. Y'all niggas don't even know.
try it again. I would like to welcome everyone to another episode of the Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. Excuse me, I got an echo. I'm your host, So L, Seeker of Truth L, Speaker of Truth L. It is my pleasure to be joining you this evening. First and foremost, I want to give all thanks, praises, and honors to the Creator and Ancestors. But without them, we definitely would not be here. I got several emails and even some people telling me that they're having issues with the volume of the microphone, the volume of the voice. So I got a new microphone that I'm trying to now. Y'all let me know how it sounds. Welcome to the foundation. Tonight's episode is I'm private. Now what? We're going to be getting into that. And I'm definitely, definitely, definitely looking forward to that. So with that being said, you know, Welcome to the foundation once again. I'm your host, Soaked L. Soaked, not Sot, not Sort, not Suit. Soaked, S-O-T, kind of like soap, like the stuff you wash your your body with, you know. But just take out the P as in pony and put in a T as in time. Soaked, S-O-T. Been doing this for a while. People still calling me all types. I know, it's, it's a very unique name. It has its roots in um, Southeast Asia. It's actually like a first name. But, you know, I added the, you know, the meaning to each letter, anagram, whatever. Seeker of truth, y'all. We understand incorrect information, incorrect apply can get you hurt. Man, I got an echo. Correct information, incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So we're looking to apply correct information correctly. I want to say peace to Big Brother Yusuf L. High Frequency Radio Network.com. Creator extraordinaire. The man. Man, he be doing his dance. I'm telling you. High Frequency Radio Network.com. You know, check it out. It's a, it's a wonderful website. Has a plethora of information. If you're interested in, you know, becoming a secure party, make sure you check out SPC University. You know, Yusuf L. I'm sure you can find it. Um, I don't know the exact web address right now, but yeah, SPC University is a great, great resource for those interested in becoming a secure party. Welcome to the foundation.com. Make sure you sign up for the email list. That's the most important thing as as far as I'm concerned. Because, you know, in a sense, that's kind of like a private distribution. So the stuff that doesn't go to the public, that goes on the email list. So sign up for the email list. You can sign up on the face page as well. Facebook page on welcometothefoundation.com. You can find the Twitter page, the Instagram page. You can schedule a consultation. You can learn something by checking out the PDFs. You can also make a donation all from the same spot. Welcome to the foundation.com. 
I want to say peace to the listeners, peace to all the listeners, the live listeners, peace to all the live callers as well, peace to y'all, I see y'all, peace to all the internet listeners, those who check out the show, listening from the internet, I want to say peace to all the podcast listeners, all my truck drivers and, you know, nine to fivers, 11 to seveners. Who aren't able to catch the live broadcast But they definitely check out The uh, internet, I mean I'm sorry The podcast shows, the mp3 shares You know And all the archive listens I want to say peace to everyone Who has a hand in those types of activities I want to say peace to all the trustees As well as all those Invested in their private education As well as peace to anyone I've done business with In the private Anyone who's Made a donation and an email, well wishes, or a current event, peace to see vet on that one, or anyone who's otherwise added to the foundation. You know what I mean? I want to say definitely that we say peace to you. And with that being said, it sounds like I got a good mic check. We're going to get into these current events. I got a lot of current events, y'all, because, I mean, it's just stuff popping. So I'm kind of going to rip through this because I definitely want to get to the topic as far as, like, you know, I'm private, not what. But uh, first one, CNBC, weekly mortgage applications fall 2.5% as buyers struggle to find affordable homes. Home prices are high, listings are lean, and potential buyers are frustrated. There's plenty of demand, but it's not translating into home sales. Mortgage applications dropped 2.5% last week, seasonally adjusted, according to the Mortgage Bankers Association. I I, I would love to see that number before the seasonal adjustments. The weakness was driven entirely by lack of buyers. Total volume was 12% lower than the same week one year ago. So they're saying there was less houses available than there was uh, the same week last year. So they're trying to say, you know, it's not because uh, there's there's no houses available. They're saying people aren't applying. Mortgage applications to purchase a home for 5% for the week. Just 1% higher compared to a year ago. Home prices continue to rise at more than twice the rate of income growth. And bidding wars are the rule rather than the exception for entry-level homes. Basically, if you're bidding on a home and they're advertising it as like, you know, $380,000, you better bid, you know, $410,000 or something because that's what everybody else is doing. And they're going to take the highest bid. New buyers are clearly struggling as that is apparent in the type of loans for which they are applying. The mix of business changed with FHA purchase volume increasing as conventional and VA volume decreased. This is Mike Frantoni, chief economist at the MBA. He goes on to say, this indicates that more first-time buyers are entering the market, even as the market as a whole continues to be restricted by tight inventories of homes available for sale. FHA mortgages are government insured. They offer down payments as low as 3.5%, but also require mortgage insurance, which adds to the monthly cost. I'm, you know, I'm a firm believer in this FHA first-time homebuyer thing. Get a jump start on your wealth. FHA loans have long been the preference for first-time homebuyers who may have lower credit scores. The type of loan borrowers chose can make or, or choose can make a b- far bigger difference in the monthly payment than the weekly news and interest rates, which were basically flat last week. 
The average contract interest rate for the 30-year fixed rate mortgages with conforming loan balances, which is $453,100 or less, increased to 4.77%. So that's up one point. Uh, Mortgage rates have not much at all in the past, have not moved much at all in the past, past month, which may be why refinance applications are not doing much better. Applications did move 2% higher for the week, but they were still 28% lower compared to this same week a year ago. So refinance applications are down as well. And, you know, you can take that however you see it. But bottom line is, you know, especially in, you know, certain markets, home prices are exponentially rising and gaining. And the longer you wait, as interest rates continue to rise, the harder it may become. To you know, purchase a no a loan. I'm sorry, purchase a home. This echo is killing me. This echoes. Ooh, it's hard to ignore this. U.S. tariffs raise cost of insurance, parts, and may drive up auto theft. It's on Reuters. A threat by the U.S. government to impose tariffs of up to 25% on imported auto parts can hit consumers in unexpected ways. Higher repair costs, insurance premiums, and even the theft of more cars for their parts, the industry said. U.S. President Donald Trump's administration has launched an investigation into whether auto imports pose a national security threat and threaten to slap the tariffs on cars from the European Union and elsewhere. A coalition of auto insurance groups said in previously unreported comments that hiking tariffs on imported Auto parts by 25% could increase costs by 2.7% or $3.4 billion annually for personal auto insurance premiums. The U.S. Commerce Department would hold a hearing about the matter on Thursday. Uh, this is from today, by the way, so they're talking about tomorrow. Consumers will bear virtually all the high repair costs said the American Insurance Association, National Association of Mutual Insurance Companies, and Property Casualty Insurers Association of America. And comments jointly submitted to the Commerce Department. So, you know, the insurance companies saying, we're not paying them taxes. We're going to pass that on to consumers. The imposition of tariffs could likely lead to the filing of hundreds, if not thousands, of requests for rate increases by insurance, uh, I'm sorry, insurers with insurance regulators across all 50 States. Look for your insurance payments to be going up. Insurers said they might not be able to quickly get replacements for parts uh, for policyholders, resulting in delays and increased costs. Motor vehicle theft rates uh, could well rise, as many stolen vehicles are sold for their parts, the group said. The Commerce Department spokesperson did not comment on the industry statement said the agency would send a report to the White House after collecting all the facts and completing a careful analysis. Y'all can check that out. The rest of the article on uh, Reuters called U.S. Tariffs May Raise Cost of Insurance Parts and Drive Up Auto Thefts. That is, that is, I mean, that's, that's crazy insightful. Same, same site, Reuters. U.S. housing starts hit nine-month lows. Permits drop. U.S. home building fell to a nine-month low in June, and permits for future construct- construction declined for a third straight month, dealing a blow 
to the housing market as it struggles with the dearth of properties available for sale. The bigger-than-expected decrease in housing starts and surprise drops in permits reported by the Commerce Department today suggested home building could be plateauing against the backdrop of more expensive lumber and land and labor shortages. We're seeing pressure on both sides of the market from increasingly expensive inputs on the supply side to price um, prices that are cha- uh, charging ahead of wage growth on the demand side. And the result is that neither builders nor buyers can keep up. This is John Padakey, Executive Vice President of TIAA Bank in Jacksonville, Florida. Housing starts tumbled 12.3% to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 1.173%. I'm sorry, 1.173 million units last month, the lowest level since September 2017. The percent drop was the largest since November 2016, and both single and multifamily home construction declined in June. A survey on Tuesday showed confidence among single-family home builders unchanged in July with builders continuing to be burdened by rising construction materials costs. The Trump administration in 2017 of April imposed anti-subsidy duties on imports of Canadian softwood lumber, which builders say have boosted the price of new single-family homes, further reducing affordability for for many first-time home buyers. You got interest rates, you got high prices on homes, you got builders that aren't building and you got rents on the rise and all of this stuff is rising at a, at a rate that is over double the rate of wage growth and you may not be apparent now but really soon we're going to start feeling the you know, the economic effects of what's going on in the United States economy. So I'm going to move on to this next article still on Reuters. Fed walks careful line on trade, but downside risks emerging. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell's official line on U.S. trade policy is one of careful deference to the Trump administration acknowledging it is an outside the Fed's responsibility and that it might all turn out for the best. <laughs> but in two days of congressional testimony in a broadcast interview last week with central banker also hinted the Fed may be more concerned about current trade tensions than it let, it's letting on as uncertainty reshapes business investment in ways that could alter the course of the economy and thus Fed policy. Lots and lots of individual companies have been harmed by this. We don't see it in the aggregate numbers yet because it is a $20 trillion economy and these things take time to show up, Powell told lawmakers on Wednesday. One of a series of cautionary statements that he has made about the trade once prompted by questions. We hear many, many stories of companies that are concerned and are now beginning to make investment decisions or not make them. Because of this, he continued. That view has become broadly shared at the central bank, even if it has yet to hit the Fed's top-line policy document. Under steady questioning from the House and Senate members, Jerome Powell laid out a jarring view of what might be 
the horizon in principle if trade threats turn into globally higher tariffs. Lower wages will result, less investment will result, lower pro- productivity will result in the sort of stagflation that would leave the Fed struggling against both rising prices and ebbing growth. The bottom line is more protectionist economy is an economy that is less competitive, less productive. This is a torch we have been carrying around the world for 75 years, Powell said. If that is where this goes, we don't know where it would lead. Y'all can check that out. That's on Reuters. Fed walks careful line on trade, but downside risks emerge. As far, I hear what they're saying. What I'm hearing is not good. And once, once you got these, the Federal Reserve talking about this stuff, because they usually be quiet. You know, this stuff is spooky to me. Absolutely spooky to me. I'm going to move on. The Bank of International Settlement confirms that banks use lemon-style trick to disguise debt and engage in window dressing. So, um, the Lemon Brothers or Lemon, Lemon Brothers Bank was the bank that initially went under that caused the financial crisis in 2008, 2009, 2007, whatever. So today, in the latest annual economic report, some four years after, I'm sorry, today in, the, in its latest annual economic report, the Bank of International Settlements, Settlements has confirmed that banks may indeed be disguising their borrowing in a way similar to that used by Lemon Brothers. As debt ratios fall within limits imposed by regulators just four times a year, thanks to the use of repo arrangements. For those unfamiliar, the Bank of International Settlement explains that window dressing refers to the practice of adjusting balance sheets around regular reporting dates, such as year or quarter ends, and notes that window dressing can reflect attempts to optimize the firm's profit and loss for taxation purposes. For banks, however, it may also reflect responses to regulatory requirements, especially if combined with end-period reporting. One example is Basel III leverage ratio. Y'all should be checking out uh, Basel III or Basel III. I don't know how you pronounce it. But man, they're not playing with this. Oh, man. This ratio is reported based on quarter-end figures in some jurisdictions, but it's calculated based on daily averages during the quarter in others. The former case can provide strong incentives to compress exposures around regulatory reporting dates, particularly at year ends, when incentives are reinforced by other factors. As far as like, you know, as an example, we talk about taxation. Uh, bottom line is, uh, this is problematic, problematic because the central bank endorsed mechanism reduces the prudential usefulness of the leverage ratio which may end up being met only four times a year. Furthermore, the Bank on International Settlement alleged that in addition to its negative effect on financial stability, the use of repos to game the requirement hinders access to the market for those who need it at quarter end and obstructs monetary policy implementation. In other words, to help banks appear healthier, they are, for regulatory purposes, central banks are essentially diluting the impact of their own monetary policy. Bottom line is um, they're doing 
stuff is beginning to happen or look like what's happening from the recent financial crisis or, you know, the great recession. Next up, the International Monetary Fund warns of a sudden repricing in asset prices as it trims global economic outlook. The Washington-sponsored International Monetary Fund is out with its latest set of guesses at global growth, (laughs) warning that amid rising tensions over international trade, the broad global expansion that began roughly two years ago has plateaued and become less balanced. The IMF still expects tax cuts to lift U.S. economic growth to 2.9% this year, up from 2.3% last year. Besides proliferating trade conflicts, IMF chief, chief economist Mari Obstfeld warned that the risk of worse outcomes has increased for the world economy. While the U.S. escaped thanks to this uh, to a fiscal reboot, the IMF cut projections for the euro area, Germany, France, and the U.K. after weak weather related first quarters and also lowered its outlook for Japan. As always, the IMF says the Federal Reserve policy is central to global financial development, giving strong U.S. employment and firming inflation. The Fed is on track to continue raising interest rates over the next two years, tightening its monetary policy compared with other advanced economies and strengthening the U.S. dollar. Were the Fed to tighten faster than is currently expected, however, a broader range of countries could feel more intense pressures. Um, the International Monetary Fund warning of sudden repricing in asset prices is a big, big issue. It should definitely spark interest in your mind to maybe check that out and see what that means and see what you know the practices of these different banks mean with regards to what happened in the last financial crisis, check out if you had any 401k or an IRA or anything of the sort during the financial crisis. Check and see if you were part of the majority of so-called you know, citizens that lost about 40% of their retirement wealth due to the financial crash. Now, if that were to happen again, it's just going to be a repeat. This is called a wealth transfer, and they happen all the time, and there's another one coming up. And this is why I'm going so heavy on real money and privately um, setting up your estate and all these other things because this is the only way you're going to be able to protect yourself. The only way that you're going to be able to protect your family is if you know this information. World's largest shipping company collapses as trade war reality strikes. Now, it didn't collapse. It's not out of business, but the stock collapsed. While U.S. equity markets, um, consisting mostly of mega-cap tech stocks, have remained resilient in the context of rising protectionist fears, the world's largest shipping company is seeing stock eviscerated as investor anxiety over trade wars finds an outlet that makes rational sense. A.P. Moeller Maersk, A.S., may struggle to make a profit this year after the U.S. and China descended into a trade war that is already showing stress in sentiment surveys. As Bloomberg reports, Maersk, which is based in Copenhagen, has already lost almost a third of its market value this year as investors 
GERD for more bad news. And it's losing its value in line with the collapse in the U.S. Treasury yield curve. That's a big one right there. It's in line with the collapse of the U.S. Treasury. Trade, I'm sorry, trade protectionism means less demand. And history suggests the, the shipping industry will struggle to make the necessary supply cuts. What's more, Merce is now more exposed to shipping as the former conglomerate divests its energy business. So you got stuff going on with uh, this shipping company. They, they uh, really cut down their shipping between Asia and Europe and North, you know, Europe, Northern Europe and East, you know, Europe. Eastern Europe, Western Europe. And, you know, that's a big thing. Moving forward, this is on globalresearch.ca. Um, this isn't our mainstream news. I had to look for this. One of my, one of my people told me about this, and I, I couldn't find it, and then I found it. Um, but refiner in China, there's a refiner in China that's replacing U.S. imports with Iranian crude oil. And then, turn around, Beijing slaps tariffs on American crude oil. An independent Chinese refiner has suspended crude oil purchases from the United States and has now turned to Iran as one of its sources of crude. Media reports cited an official from the refiner. The source said, Beijing is planning to slap tariffs on U.S. crude oil imports and replace them with West African and Middle Eastern crude, including crude from Iran. Oil price, um, oil, oil price will be the, the world oil price, especially the American price of gasoline and oil, will be negatively affected. China has already said that it would not comply with U.S. sanctions against Iran, and it seems to be the only country for now in a position to do this. U.S. crude oil exports to China reached 400,000 barrels per day. 400,000, that's almost a half a million dollars a day. I mean, half a million barrels of oil. Y'all see how big them barrels are? They're like four feet tall. That's a day. At the beginning of the month. What's the date on this? This is July 17th. So I think this was yesterday. But now Beijing is planning to impose a 25% tariff on these as part of its retaliation for um, President, United States President Donald Trump's latest round of tariffs on Chinese goods. Energy analysts seem to believe that these oil tariffs are more or less of a certainty and now expect a reshuffle of crude oil imports to Asia. With China turning to Iran for its crude, U.S. oil could start flowing in greater amounts to another leading importer in the region, South Korea. If China retaliates with tariffs on U.S. crude, that could improve South Korea's terms of buying U.S. crude, because the U.S. would need to mar- need a market to sell it. Meanwhile, South Korea's embassy in Iran this week rejected media reports that the country had suspended oil purchases from Iran under pressure from the United States. The U.S. has pressed South Korea and some other nations to cut down its purchase of Iranian oil to zero or for a so-called secondary sanctions. The deadline is November 4th, when the 180-day grace period ends. In May, the United States 
announced its exit from the 2015 nuclear agreement with Iran, formerly dubbed the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, and plans to reinstate harsh sanctions on the OPEC members. The country is the third biggest buyer of Iranian crude in Asia, buying Iranian crude at an average daily rate of 300,000 barrels since March of this year. Woo! That's a large customer to be losing with regards to oil. And last but not least, I know y'all, I appreciate y'all for sticking with me. Trade wars in peril, world growth as IMF sees complacent markets. Escalating trade tensions are threatening to derail a global upswing that's already losing momentum amid weaker than expected growth in Europe and Japan as financial markets seem complacent to the mounting risks. The IMF kept its global forecast unchanged this week in the latest update to its global economic outlook. The world economy they say will grow 3.9% this year. And next, the pace this year would be the fastest since 2011. But cracks are forming in the growth picture. The global expansion is becoming less balanced with growth sputtering in Euro area and Japan. Growth appears to have peaked in some major economies, and the boost from U.S. tax cuts and spending increases is expected to fade. That's a big one right there. At the same time, downside risks in the global economy are growing, led by a threat of further ratcheting up of trade tensions. We got lowering trade volumes going down. So that's it for current events, y'all. I appreciate y'all sticking around. I'm on peeps. All right, welcome to the foundation. So here we go. I'm private now. What? This is what we're gonna get into today. Today. So I'm talking to all my brothers and sisters. No, wait. Wait, I got one more. There was $130 worth of gold found off the coast of one of them countries. This German gold. You know it's being bad when they they going in heavy on gold. I'm not going to read the article, but I just wanted to say that. They just found $130 billion worth of gold in the ocean, yo. Most of it's going to go to Germany. Some of it's going to go to that island. And the rest, they said they're going to invest it in economies and, and, and low-income areas, and I don't believe them. Things are shaking up. Gold prices domestically here, as well as silver prices, have dropped substantially. Now's the time to buy. We buy in the dips. That's what we do. When the price dips down, we buy. When it dips back down, we buy. And this is how we move privately so getting into that so i'm talking specifically to you know my brothers and sisters who are already private you know what i mean just in private you've been organized and structured privately you got your bank account open for your trust you know You got your indentures. You got everything. You, you know, you got it popping. So, you know, I know a lot of y'all are thinking, what's next? What's 
what do I do next? You know, what's what's the next step? Damn. This echo, I'm sorry, y'all. This echo is killing me. I don't know if it's this, this microphone. I don't know what the deal is, yo. But I'm going to keep it moving. Um, so you're private. You're private. What's going on? This is what we're going to get into. Let's get into that right now. But first, I want to say this. I want to answer some questions first. I get a lot of questions, you know, email, whether consultation, email, you know, people hit me up, whatever. First, one of the main questions that I get and I want to, you know, answer right now is someone will ask me, yo, so can I be an employee and be private? Which means can I have a, you know, a job? Can I work for a company as a W-2 employee and still be private? Um, the technical answer is no. That's the technical answer. No, can't be private. But what you can do is title all your property privately, but you, you know, being that you're effectively connected with a trade or business within the United States, you know what I'm saying? So let's say you're going to lose the ability to be what we understand as being private. You know, so we all know the individual's tax on income. Um, so if you're being taxed, one of the main reasons to go private is to, you know, legally minimize or completely avoid um, income taxes. And let me stop right here. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an attorney. I don't give legal advice at all. What I say is for educational purposes, for your information, you better go check it out on your own. And if you need um, the help of a professional, you need to get in contact and contract a competent professional to assist you in your financial affairs and in your business. So your estate can be your property, you know, your real property, your personal property, so on and so forth. Your, that can be private. But if you're working a job, technically no, but really it's kind of like a half and half deal. You know, a lot of people will say, nah, you can't be private and work a job. I mean, you can't, but you can privately title your assets as long as they're not encumbered. You know, so you can't have a car loan or a mortgage on a property, you know, as long as you own this property free and clear, you can exchange it into the trust. You can donate it to the trust. You can gift it to the trust, um, so on and so forth. You definitely want to substantiate that activity so you don't get into trouble. Um, and, you know, definitely, if you know, you have any more questions with regards to substantiation of activity, I suggest that you get into the trustee training. If you're interested in that, you should hit me up. Admin at WelcomeToTheFoundation.com And I will let you know all about it Alright, next question If I'm private Do I stop using Federal Reserve notes? Answer to that It all depends uh, Realistically, no No Reason why Because you're private But 98% of the United States is not and they deal in Federal Reserve notes. These companies deal in Federal Reserve notes. I mean, you can't walk into Chipotle with some silver and get you your, you know, your burrito. I know you love them things. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, can you, if you're private, do you stop using Federal Reserve notes? You might stop using Federal Reserve notes for savings, which is the biggest thing. We do not save in fiat currency when we're private. That is ridiculous. It is 
anti-private because that is how um, and let me put it like this the um, back in the 1600s 1500s back in England you know what I'm saying in that area you know Europe or whatever if you're talking about history quote you know the, the, the kings and the queens and the monarchs they realized that you can only raise the taxes of people so high before they would get a revolt you start losing, you know, you lose your head over there. They chop your head off. They, they would, they, all the people would storm your castle, overpower everybody, your guards, everybody, your army, everybody, because there's more people than you, and they would chop your head off. So they realize you can only raise taxes to a certain point, and it's really honestly around 60 to 70, 70% before everything goes all bad, and you have a revolution on that ass. Excuse my language. But when it comes to how this currency is set up How when they inflate the currency Which deflates the value of the currency You're being taxed without even knowing it And they can tax up to 97, 98, 99% Of the people Through not only income tax, sales tax Property tax, so on and so forth But then they're inflating the currency As well, so a basket Of currency that you bought I mean, I'm sorry, a basket of goods You know, I don't know, whatever it is, bread uh, bananas, whatever that you bought ten years ago for a hundred dollars, fiat note, Federal Reserve note. That same basket of goods, the same bread, the same milk, same bananas cost one hundred and fifty dollars today. And that's what they call inflation, but truly it's deflation. And that you know that's how it's taxed. So when it comes to saving, you don't want to save in Federal Reserve notes. You want to save in anything denominated in Federal Reserve notes. Stock market, you know, I know you got your savings and your your IRAs and your 401ks wrapped up in the stock market. That's not good. Stock market is for investment. Investments are subject to market loss, which means all of it. You can lose everything. That is not a very responsible place to put your savings. It's not. It should terrify you that your retirement um, is set up and administered by brokerage accounts and brokerage firms and so on and so forth through the stock market and equities market and the futures markets and whatever. You know, and I'm being, oh, we, we mainly put them in large cap funds and, you know, I'm too big to fail type, man. I'm not trying to hear that. I'm not trying to hear that. I'm not trying to hear that. I've had people, I've, I've, I've made people in my family quit their job. I'm like, how much you got in your 401k? And they told me, I'm like, man, you better quit right now. Quit. Quit your job. And they're like, why? Why didn't you quit my job? Because they won't allow you to self-direct that retirement account. So if you self if they allow you to self-direct, and this is the thing, you got to check. If they allow you to self-direct your retirement account, then that way you can buy physical gold and silver, and you got to store it in a third third party depository, and that's like. Uh, it's like, I don't know, 80 bucks, 50 bucks a year. It's not much. It's not It's not what you think it is. And then and that way you can invest your retirement funds into actual tangible assets. That's what I would do. But my family member, they wouldn't let them do that. So I was like, quit your job. Quit your job. And they're like, well, I'm going to pay penalties and fees. Oh, because you're going to take that check that you get from cashing out your 401k. And you're going to send it directly to your new self-directed 401k so you didn't receive any money you didn't take any income 
ain't going to be no penalties because you're taking it, taking that same every single dollar. You're going to send it to another 401k where you can self-direct or an individual retirement account, a Roth IRA or something like that, where you can self-direct and you're going to purchase physical gold and silver, platinum, precious metals, whatever. It's going to be held in a third-party depository, a third-party depository, and that way, if the stock market falls and crashes, you will have it hedged your retirement against anything bad that happens in the stock market. So, if I'm private, do I use Federal Reserve? Do I stop using Federal Reserve notes? No. We use Federal Reserve notes to service debt. You know what I'm saying? The debt that we incur through, if we use credit, the debt that we incur for uh, paying rent, paying electricity, so on and so forth. Um, debt that we incur when we go to the supermarket, put everything in the cart, when you walk up to the, to the counter, you're in debt. They're going to scan all that stuff, and they're going to they're gonna want some money. The only, the only way they don't ask for the money is if you leave the stuff there and you leave. You know what I'm saying? So we incur debt, things that we do daily, and we just don't think about it like that. So we use fiat currency to service debt. We do not save in fiat currency. We do not. Now, another question, do I have to be a secure party to go private? My answer is always a hard no. That's negatory nears. Plain and simple, that's mixing public and private. Secure party is for the public entity known as the individual, so-called all-caps name, straw man, um, and legis, sesquate, I don't care. There's a lot of things for it. My thing is, y'all know me, it's the individual because that's the return it must file. You understand what I'm saying? So, securing, being a secure party with regards to the individual has nothing to do, in my opinion, with establishing your private estate. Now, some people do the secure party process. They want to do the bond with the treasury. Then they want to deposit the bond and they trust. Well, okay, then that maybe you might have to do something, but only with that one specific entity, that one trust, and that, yes, has to be private. But do you have to be a secure party to go private? You do not. Absolutely not. I don't want to hear it. Don't limit yourself. Another, another, another question, and I'll move forward, man. I'm sorry, y'all. I love y'all. Um, what is my number one objective now? A lot of people say, so I appreciate trustee training, man. I learned so much. I don't even know I can learn this stuff. I don't even know this stuff existed. And I'm like, yep, yep, let it be normal. Let it be natural. Let it sink in. After a while, it becomes natural. And, you know, They'll come to me and they'll say, you know, so what is, all right, I'm private now. What is my main objective? What should I be doing? What is the main thing I should be doing? And I always say, that's easy. Your main thing is you need to be generating income, period. I don't care if it's in the form of Federal Reserve notes. I don't care if it's in the form of um, your science class beakers. I don't care if it's in the form of uh, dirt, clay, diamonds, pearls. It doesn't matter. You need to be generating income for the benefit of your private estate, your private estate. That's that's number one, first and foremost. And, you know, you got to keep studying, but some, you know, a lot of people go private and they want to, oh, I want to study how to discharge. And I want to study all that time you're wasting. You could have been making income for your trust. We got to move. You want to know discharge. And I understand it's intriguing. 
I don't talk about it, but it's intriguing. I understand how it can be intriguing. You want to know discharge. Your family want to eat. Your family wants to be secure. And not when you figure it out right now. When you're private, you got to understand spending time and investing time. And are you going to invest time in studying a process more than you invest time in generating income once you're established? That's on you. But if you ask me, number one, get your LLC up, get it properly structured, get the trust as the right owner and the right percentage ownership, get the bank account open, get the trust, you know, and start making money. Start contracting. You can get your um, your Dun & Bradstreet number. You can apply for the System of Award Management for the federal government. You can get a cage code. A cage code is required to get awarded government contracts. It's a, uh, what is it, commercial entity and government entity code. No, it's commercial, commercial and government entity code, CAGE, K-A-G-E. And you can start applying for government contracts and stuff, federal contracts, contracts, municipal contracts, so on and so forth with your company. It's really easy. It just takes some work. It's like math. When we did math, it wasn't that hard. It was just the work took forever to get the homework done. It took, my, took hours, man. But it wasn't that hard. You know, if you paid attention to class, you can get it. You know what I'm saying? But it took like two hours to do a math homework. But, I, you know, that's the same thing. The same thing when it comes to, you know, being private. So, you know, generating income. Absolutely. 100%. That's your job. That's your responsibility. You need to be generating income. If you are studying discharge or you're studying this or studying that or whatever, it needs to be for the generation of income or for the benefit of your family. And I understand discharge could be definitely benefit your family. I get it. But is it benefiting them today? Next week? In a couple months? A few years? Like, when is that benefit? We got to have long-term, mid-term, and short-term goals. And for me, that discharge should be a mid to long-term goal. Your short-term goal right now is to generate income. So, generating income is definitely, like I said, the most important. Um, You got to get moving. Everything that an individual can do, a trust can do. A trust can open a bank account. A trust can own property. A trust can contract to do business with other trusts. A trust can contract to do business with public entities. A trust can contract to do business with the government. So anything that you can do with an individual, you do with the trust. If you have property that's unencumbered, which means you don't pay payments on it, cars, so on, uh, you know, land, structures, commercial property, whatever, you're going to want to start to convey and title that property into the name of the trust. Now, I'm going to give you all a hint on the air right now. You know what I'm saying? Because we almost... We're getting close to the end of the show, and I love it when y'all rock with me the whole time. So here it is. I'm going to break something down. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm so L. All right, so this this right here is what I would do. I'm not telling you to do anything. This is right here is what I would do. 
do you understand? But let's say I own the property, right? I own a home, right? And I, you know, hold on. Let's say I own a, a fourplex, four apartments in one building. All right? I own it outright. What am I going to do? Most people don't talk about this in the public. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. I'm excited to tell you. What I'm going to do, because I'm telling you what I would do, you know what I'm saying? It's my private, personal business. You know? I can do it, you know, free will, right? What I would do is, I got this fourplex. How would I title that? How would I title this fourplex privately? If you, you know, so, how you going to title this? What you going to do? Okay, well, well I'm going to do this. I'm going to create an asset protection trust. I'm going to create a family asset protection trust. I'm going to create it. I'm going to express it. I'm going to get it, you know, federalized. Yeah. Basically notarized. I'm, you know, I'm just being weird. Um, I'm, I'm going to title the fourplex in the name of the asset protection trust. I'm going to place a UCC lien on that fourplex by my family trust for double for exactly what it's worth. And I'm going to put in that UCC lien contract that the lien or interest in the property held by such and such family trust is 100%, notwithstanding additions and reductions in market value denominated in United States currency or any currency. I'm going to create a management contract between the asset protection trust and the business trust. I'm going to create rental applications in the name of the business trust. When you sign the lease, you are going to sign the lease under a business trust. Whether you know that or not, I don't know. The insurance is going to be paid by the business trust. The rents are going to go into the business trust. The business trust is going to pay for the insurance for the property. The business trust is going to pay for um, the upkeep and management of the property. The business trust will pay for the taxes on the property. Whatever's left over, the business trust will disperse to its beneficiary. And after that, it will have no income to tax. If there is any type of litigation, someone falls on the property, they sue, they will never be able to attach any judgment or lien against the property because the business trust does not own the property. The only thing that they can do is put in a claim against the insurance that the business trust has on the property. And if the insurance only pays out $100,000 and you slipped on the stairs and you got $200,000 in medical bills, in my instance, it's up to be to me whether or not I want to be nice 
and pay you more than $100,000 because the business trust will, after issuing $100,000, will have no funds, will be insolvent, and will have no money. Its contract for management with the Asset Protection Trust will be terminated. And the only claim that you will have for slipping is against the party that you contracted with, which is the business trust. I'm not, I mean, I feel like I'm like doing, I'm, I feel like I'm doing something bad right now, but I don't care. Y'all family. I love y'all. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like pancakes and toes right now. Next. What's you going to do? You're going to start getting into life insurance policy. So, why would I get into life insurance policy? The life insurance policy is owned by the trust. The beneficiary is the trust. So, the premium for the life insurance is an expense to the trust. These particular life insurance policies have cash value. After a certain amount of buildup, these policies can finance vehicles and properties. You will no longer need the banks. You spend all your money in your lifetime and know that your heirs will be taken care of because upon your death, there will be the issuance of a single or potentially multiple life insurance policy payments to the family trust, which facilitates the reunification of the family because now they got to work together to administer a trust. They don't just, oh, you get a piece, you run on your own. Here, you get a piece of this, you run over to Hawaii. That's not how it happens. You got to work together to administer that bread. And on top of that, I'm not leaving you nothing but the, the insurance policies. I'm having a good time. I'm on islands. I'm going scuba. I'm taking flights everywhere. You know what I mean? I'm traveling in the nicest of whips that I want to because I know I know that upon my demise or with the certain writers that are um, attached to the policies, if I become incapacitated or, I, you know, I get dementia or I lose my faculties, you know, I have these policies set up to where it's going to disperse millions and millions of dollars. So I ain't leaving you a penny. Why do I need to? You're going to inherit a certain executive authority with regards to the private estate, which will enable you and entitle you to certain specific benefits of the estate, which is funded nicely, because I'm out of here. It's one of the only ways, you know, what we do in the private, the, the informed, we don't do what people in the public do. People save up, you know, I'm going to leave my family this, leave that, leave, you know what I mean? Now, you ain't, you need to have a good life. But, I mean, if you think about it, life insurance, you're going to die regardless. And let me digress for a second. This is the reason why in the public you got all these proponents of people attempting to tell you to rescind your social security number. Because without a social security number, you cannot get life insurance. All, all that's required is a death certificate of the debtor. And they issue money to your private estate because that's the beneficiary and that's the owner. There are tax advantages for the owner being the family uh, estate. And then you avoid death tax, inheritance tax, probate tax, all types of stuff with this type of structure. We understand this in the private. This is what we do. The elite in this country, this is what they do. But that's the big thing. 
So you come in and you say, so I got three, I got $5 million in life insurance policy. You're good. What about your savings? I got over $50,000, uh, whatever, $20,000 worth of precious metals in my possession. Okay, you got a nice little savings then. You got a nice little foundation. So what you asking for? Okay, so now what I do, so, well, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you all this. At that point, what we do is we establish and administer what is known publicly as a private family foundation. It's organized in trust form, so it's private. That's why they call it a private family foundation. There's foundations, there's private foundations, and then there's private family foundations. And these entities are created in trust form, so they do not owe their existence to legislation, just like our private entities. And yet, they are... Um, 501c3 tax exempt entity. They're they're, they're a tax center. Think of uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the Ford Foundation, the Carnegie Foundation, the Rockefeller Foundation, um, the Mark Zuckerberg Foundation, the Alger Foundation, the Kennedy Foundation. All of these are private family foundations. All of them. They're tax shelters. They only have a 5% expenditure rule, which means out of all of the donations received every year, only 5% of it has to be expensed. Keyword expensed. Not utilized in charity, although, you know, you, you, you should have a charitable, charitable nature if you are private. But uh, expenses are. You know, any fees that the foundation has for its headquarters, anything it pays to its, you know, um, executives, any of its trustees, any of, you know, the fees for any of its vehicles necessary. Uh, I know what a part of the 5% expenditure rule is to have the taxes prepared and filed. Um, You know, they just require, they know what the entity is, so they require those who have it to at least expense. 5% 5% of all the donations every year That's powerful It's crazy and it's powerful And I cannot begin To tell you how that Nicely rounds out Your private estate Your private system of Interrelating trusts And you can look Most, most of these, these Federal court judges, these politicians These rich and elite individuals They retire into their foundation Think about it If your job was only To solicit donations To your private family foundation And give individuals And corporations Charitable deductions On their tax returns And make them feel good About giving the money You take in $100,000 And I don't know You're helping feeding the homeless A lot of these foundations Only spend $20,000 on feeding the homeless. Now that's way more than five percent. So you spend twenty G's throughout the year feeding the homeless. There's eighty thousand dollars left over. 
Now, what can the foundation do with that? Because because the foundation is a tax-exempt entity, it can generate income off investments tax-free. That's why, you know, uh, Bill Gates donated all of his stock in Microsoft, all of his shares in Microsoft, to his family foundation. He received a charitable deduction on his individual tax returns. So now the stock is owned by the foundation. It's tax-exempt. So he turned around and did the largest disbursement or distribution. I'm sorry. He did the largest shareholder distribution in the history of Microsoft. Why? Because his foundation owns those shares and anything it makes off of dividends off of those shares, it generates that income tax-free. Foundation can turn around and offer loans to your business trust or something like that at a certain amount of interest. And, I mean, you can see what you can do with that type of structure. It's crazy. It's amazing. It's wonderful. It's fantastic. And my father used to say, you probably razzle-dazzle. You can get into permanent industries with the Private Family Foundation. Um... Let me, let me tell you something about what is known as the run rate. Now, the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, has laws in, in, in certain types of criteria with regards to certain types of financial information. So the SEC has a $10 million rule, and that rule is in order to gain access to certain types of financial information, you must have $10 million in assets $10 million in investment capital and $10 million in annual income. And if you can meet these stress tests, these tests with regards to the SEC, you get a, the other, the real set of financial information that the general public doesn't get. And it's known as the run rate. So, through these private structures, we invest in permanent industries. Permanent industries such as endowments. If you've ever gone to a hospital or university, you see a, a family name on the wall, such and such family trust, such and such family foundation. Those are those are set up in it by as endowments. Those aren't, you know, alumni or anything like that. Those are families who set up specific endowments with that particular hospital, college, or university. So what happens is these types of um, uh, entities, hospitals, colleges, and universities. Um, they have access to certain types of accounts which can generate specific amounts of interest. And what you do is an endowment is a contract that's negotiated with the hospital university and you make a deposit. You give them a certain amount of money and y'all split the interest on that deposit for life. And you have to have a trust or a foundation to set up an endowment because these entities, entities never die. And the endowment is set up in perpetuity. So it's it's generating income forever. And this is a permanent industry. Hospitals, schools, how long are people going to want to learn? How long are people going to be going to hospitals to get care? Forever. It's called a permanent industry. So, and hospitals is one of the best endowments you can make. Because, like, you go to a hospital, and how long you think you're going to wait in line if your family's name is on the wall at that particular hospital? kind of makes you think right another permanent industry is private placement accounts you know I've, I've heard I've seen such accounts where you know people generate you know 15 
20% interest, 20% interest, 30% interest, 40% interest quarterly. And people would be like, no, I mean, he's tripping. How can you do that? That's, that's a scam. That's a scam. Well, these are called private placement accounts. These are certain types of accounts that you set up with financial institutions, and you have to have a trust. Well, you give this financial institution a certain amount of money because banks are the most corrupt system in the world. And they make money off of what's known as fractional reserve system. So they don't have money. They make money off the money that they have on deposit. So this private placement account that you set up, you give them a certain amount of money, they put it on the deposit, and you split the interest with the bank on that deposit. So they can offer loans and so on and so forth to make a certain amount of money. And your private estate splits the interest on that account. How long are people going to be wanting to borrow money? Forever. It's a permanent industry. And finally, the run rate is founder stock. Now, you got common stock, you got preferred stock, and you got founder stock, all right? Common stock is what I offer to the public. Founder stock, you buy for two or three cents per share, and when it goes, if it goes public, a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, you don't care. You made money. And this is it, the business industry. How long are people going to try to make money with business? Forever. So this is a permanent industry. And this is called founder stock. So, you know, we don't care how much the stock, if it goes up, it goes down. We don't care because we are going to make money regardless because we're set up to specific structures and we know specific things that enable us to take advantage of this type of information. Now, whether you have it or you don't, is on you. You can study and get this information and get upset and set up properly and really set your your family up for multi-generational wealth. Going private is a multi-year process, if you ask me. Straight up. It's not going to happen in um, a week. It's not going to happen in two weeks. It's not going to happen in three weeks. It's going to take a year, two years, depending on how you're set up right now. Gonna take a, it's going to take a while. And then after you're finally private, it's going to take a while to establish your estate with the proper financing, with the proper investments, with the proper savings, and the proper administration. It's going to, it's going to take time. So I wanted to say that just to be clear that this is not a race. This is movements that we're making for multiple generations over time. So we're talking about in 100 years. Yeah, I think like 100 years. Like they're going to remember you for 100 years. Like ain't nobody seen you for like 70 years. But they know your your family knows your name. They got pictures of you around the house. And they're reading the things that you put into your minute books, into your other paperwork that you left for your family, showing them how you established all this wealth. And they're going to be very thankful to you. And with your private foundation, you're going to have a charitable nature that you instill in that foundation, and your charitable nature is going to live on. Whatever you want to do, you want to help the poor, you want to help the children, you want to teach music. You know, you want to um, make it available for people such as yourself from low-income backgrounds, have grants available to go to a university or college for a specific curriculum or whatever. 
and all these things that you're doing are generating money or income, but the activity itself is nonprofit. Please believe a nonprofit does make profit. It's, it's mission and activity is geared towards not making a profit. It's geared towards teaching. It's geared towards, you know, um, uh, making more mu- musical instruments available. It's geared towards um, helping the low income. It's geared towards different things. But in those activities, uh, profits are absolutely generated. They have to be. We got about eight minutes left in the broadcast. Wow. Man, that's crazy. I trust that, you know, y'all got a better level on my voice. I got another mic. If not, I'm taking this back. And, you know, I trust I trust y'all learned something. I also want to drop something else on y'all. So pay attention. And I mean, no, you know, check it out. A trust, a contract trust. You come to trustee training when you're done with trading. You're going to have everything that you need to establish your private estate, from the short forms to the long forms to the EINs, whether it's foreign or not. I don't care. Bank accounts, everything. So it's up to you how you want to administer your estate, how you, how you want to structure it. Now, for those who are interested, states – okay, my bad. Hold on. Let me back up. This type of trust is known as a complex trust. It's a contractual trust. And – when, it, when the trust is executed, it becomes a federal entity, so it doesn't fall under state legislation. All right? So depending on how you want to structure your, your, your affairs, this may, this may be some advantageous information for you. So there are states with no sales tax, Delaware, Montana, Oregon, New Hampshire, and Alaska. But Alaska allows municipalities to impose a tax. There's no corporate tax in Nevada, Ohio, Texas, Washington, South Dakota, or Wyoming. All right? And there's no income tax, uh, personal income tax, I'm sorry. There's no personal income tax in Arkansas, Florida, Nevada, South Dakota, Texas, Washington, Wyoming, New Hampshire, and Tennessee. So check this out. What if I had an LLC that was um, elected as to be treated as a corporation for federal tax purposes, I would... Um, domicile that LLC in a state that has no corporate tax. So Nevada, Ohio, Texas, Washington, South Dakota, Wyoming. This is why you have um, registered agents. You can open a corporation in any state you want to. You just need a registered agent. They have companies like Nevada. You know, I deal with Nevada a lot. My clients love those companies. They got a registered agent in Nevada, registeragent.com. You can have your corporation in Nevada where there are no corporate taxes. You can domicile your business trust in Arkansas, Florida, Nevada, South Dakota, Texas, Washington, Wyoming, New Hampshire, or Tennessee, where there's no income taxes. And if you're if you're in an area, <laughs> you can establish to make to make purchases and sales in Delaware, Montana, Oregon, New Hampshire, and Alabama. Because they don't have any sales tax when you purchase. Now, me personally, establish a business trust in a no income tax state. Um, even though we avoid income through um, income um, taxation through, you know, how we administer the, the the entity. Have a corporation set up in a no corporate tax state, and if you got a private family foundation, just make purchases with that. But it's got to be legal. 
got to be lawful. You got to know what you're doing. I suggest that you hit me up, admin at welcometothefoundation.com. Get into the trustee training class. Um, I've decided that I'm it's going to, how do I say this? I have decided that my time on high frequency is, is limited. It's short. This time next year, I likely, I, I actually, I can almost guarantee you, I will not be on high frequency. There would have to be something crazy that happens. In my transition over the years, I've become more and more busy with other things as I establish my estate. And through my private family foundation, I am um, advancing uh, charitable causes further and faster I have noticed recently than I have been with the foundation so my charitable activities with my family I'm sorry with my private foundation in in action is overpassing my charitable activities with regards to the foundation I don't know if that makes sense but it just it's best for me to, to invest more time in the charitable activities with my foundation with regards to, you know, uh, grant writing, uh, generating income, um, generating uh, donations, and, you know, having an effect in my local area. That's really what we need to be doing. And mine is low-income housing. And what I'm doing in my local area, surrounding area, is I'm setting up things to where if you live in an apartment and you, you meet a certain criteria, with regards to, you know, ethnicity and, and income and stuff, um, and your rent goes up or whatever, um, you know, you show, show the foundation what you make, your last couple pay stubs or whatever, and we're going to give you a grant every month to pay a certain portion of your rent so you can stay in your home and you, uh, in, your, in your apartment or your home and still be able to pay bills and take care of your family and stuff like that, and you don't have to move. When I was a child, I moved more than 20 times. I hate moving. It, I have a problem with moving. We are evictions and, and, and I mean, evictions, mostly evictions from non-payment because, you know, and, you know, uh, raids, your, your property, I mean, your apartment, get raided, they're going to evict you. You're done, son. I've moved over 20 times since the time I was three years old to the time I was 18, I think. Over 20 times. I hate moving. So that's one of my things. Like, I want to make it to where families don't have to move. You ain't got to get up and move. I went to a different high school every year, almost. Except for one year, I went to the high school, and then I went to the high school for like the next four months of the next year, but then after that, I went to a different high school. So one of my charitable things is I want to make it your your where you live more stable. If you own a house, interest is going up. You know what I mean? Wages aren't keeping in place with interest and rising you know, prices of commodities and goods and stuff like that. If you have a mortgage, I'll, the foundation is going to provide you a grant to augment or offset your mortgage payment to give you more cash to deal with every month. We're going to be building um, new properties, new, new buildings on land, and only allowing certain types of people in the properties for very little money per, per rent. Our, our, this thing is to just, I want my people to get on their feet. And I know rent is the largest bill we pay every month. Rent or mortgage. If we can get rid of that thing, it frees you. I'm telling you, once I got rid of that, yeah, I was free. I was free. You got you get to ask yourself, why am I going to work? I'm tripping. 
So, so that's the charity that's going on. We got 90 seconds, left, 90 seconds left in the broadcast. If you're listening online, you're going to get cut off when we stream. You want to call in 424-222-5250 or 563-999-3625. I'm pretty sure that thing still works. So, like I said, 90 seconds left in the broadcast. But, yeah, that's my charitable thing. So, admin at WelcomeToTheFoundation.com. Getting this trusty training, man, because, I mean, there's a lot of people doing it, but I know ain't nobody doing it like me, and nothing stays the same but change. I'm not going to be available forever. I can't be. In, um, in January, I would have been on high frequency for three years. I can't believe it. It's absolutely crazy. But I love y'all, though, and I'm, you know, I'm here for you. And anything I can do to help, anything I can do to help. But please understand that workmen is worthy of their hire. And I'm always down to barter and negotiate, but, you know, be respect <laughs> is all I ask. I'm about to take it to the phone lines once again, 424-222-5250. You better call in. They're going to cut you off. You got 10 seconds. Probably too late. Probably too late for you. Too late. It's too late for you. All right. Let me take this first caller. First caller. First caller. I'm in a good mood. I hope. I mean, I trust y'all got something from this this broadcast. I know. I know. I kind of went along with the current events, but that's only because I love you. It's the only reason. I want you to be informed. You need to be informed. All right, first caller. Man, I got the hiccup. 718-8092. Area code 718-8092. Peace. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hey, Daryl. How you, I mean, <laughs> hey, so hell, how you doing? It's me, Daryl. I'm over here hey, in Brooklyn. Well, yeah, you know. All right. That's good. I'm over here listening. Um, Three years. It's been three years. Wow. Absolutely. No, in January. Yeah, in January. Oh, yeah, okay. Years. Well, January is right here. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm going to be attending class. Um, I'm going to do it my way. You know, I, I tried a lot of other ways, and um, I think my way is good, you know. Yeah. I have a, a different way of doing things. Um, but, um, I'm going to be in class. Elsewhere, everything is all right, man. I had a little one today, you know. Um, it's always a pleasure talking to you. So, uh, I'm going to let you take the next call, all right? Peace and love. Hey, peace and love, brother. Thank you. I'll talk to you. You're welcome. All right. All right. Let me bring in... Um, let me bring, I think this is a sissy vet. Yeah, this got to be sissy vet. Peace, sis. How you doing? Peace, Brother Saul Peace, kings and queens. Peace, community. My brother, you brought the the jewels tonight. And if the community didn't hear that some of the trustee training, let me tell y'all something. Y'all better get on the bandwagon and y'all better move quickly. See, this is a brother of integrity because, unfortunately, some of y'all got burnt out there. And you got a bad taste in your mouth. It's understandable. But when you have people that have integrity, honesty, and they got nobility about them, the thing about it is 
like he said, he's taking the donations to help others. He's not taking the donations and not helping others. See, he gave you some of the trustee training, and you got those nuggets for free. Just imagine if you invest more in donations to go further. See, the other folks out here are going to give you little bits and pieces and keep stringing you along. They're not going to do half the stuff my brother is doing for you now. He didn't have to give you some of the training. He gave you a few nuggets. Now, if you really listen to this program, you got enough to get hungry to want the full pie, not just a piece, because he gave you a piece. Get the full pie. See, some of us that are in trustee training, we knew that was some nuggets he threw to you. But you got to get it in the right perspective and put it in the right order. Like I said, be kings and queens, men and women of your word. Don't shuck, don't jive, don't BS. Be real with it. If you know you can't afford something fully, sacrifice. It's not going to hurt you. Sacrifice. It's going to be worth it. Like he said, he's helping the communities. He already told you he's giving money back. Look at all these designers and all these name brands that you are rocking on your butts and your feet and all these weaves. How many of them are giving back to our communities? Read between the lines. Brothers and sisters, kings and queens, community, pick up the reins. Because when the horse takes off, if you ain't on that cart, you ain't going to be on that cart. My brother saw out. Thank you for those Jews. They needed to hear what trustee training is about. You be blessed in the private on Sunday. Peace, community. Peace, my brother. Talk to you you soon. Peace. Thank you very much. This is always a pleasure. Every single time. That's my sister from another mister. I'm going to bring in, uh, man, I think this is my guy, Brian Bay. Speaking Brian Bay from the day. Peace, family. What's good? What is good with you, my man? Man, chilling, man. I'm doing wonderful. How you doing, man? What's good with you? Hey, hey. Um, you know, uh, stop tripping as much about my, uh, pretty much my, um, situation, just trying to go through the process of, you know, learning, learning in the right way. And, and I, I'll tell you this, I, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure you hear it all the time, but, you know, it, it's a, it means, you know, for me, and even I'll say from, you know, me, my mother, my family, it means a lot that there's people, you know, like you, who actually, you know, you, you don't have to do this at all. You do not have to be here. You do not have to deal with nobody. You, do not, you don't owe nothing to nobody. And for you to take time, you know, when you could be out here, you know, living your life, partying up, doing whatever, or just not caring about people because... You know, there's a lot of people who make a lot of paper that do not, you know, it's like you figure out yourself. And, you know, for you and like a brother with Yusef, you know, for a little bit of time, I mean, with the time I've been listening to, you know, I appreciate you always dropping information, even him, you know, and people just need to be, you know, understand that you, you are trying to help them get to the right position in their life. 
So, you know, and I, like I said, I'm thankful for the information you always drop and the information you've been dropping in the past. And, you know, I'm just saying I'm, I'm thankful and I'm, I'm just saying for other people that we appreciate you taking time out of your life to do this. And, you know, that's it. And like you said about the information, part of that, yeah, that that is some, you know, that's some nice stuff you're trying to do. And that sounds like some stuff that I would like to do too also because the rent is, is killing people, you know, and people can't think. And, I, and it just it feels like that's the way they want you to be. You're so concerned about paying everything that you can't focus on trying to create something for yourself and your family. You're stressing and about to kill yourself, you know, and that's not where you should be at, you know, because they learn all these loopholes and all this stuff, and they don't want you to know about it because I feel like they, so you know, they might be scared when the people start really knowing what they need to do. So they don't know, want us on to that, own. They don't want us to own property. Bottom line, they don't want us to own property, and they don't want us I, to I, exercise I want to, um, economic relevant principles. So that's that's yeah, one. Yeah, and that's true because, like, you know, I don't know if anybody ever seen The Founder, but in The Founder, the guy who uh, I think is Crockett, who, you know, helped um, bring uh, McDonald's to what he knows, in the movie, the dude told him, you're not in the, you ain't in the um, fast food business, you're in the real estate business. Yeah. So it's all about the property because you can do whatever you want with it. You could tear it down, do it, you know. Whatever's underneath it might be even yours or whatever. If you could, if there's anything underneath it, but that's what it really needs to be about. So, yeah, that's all I'm saying, man. And uh, I'll uh, be calling you, I guess, early in the morning when I get up, um, you know, so I can talk to you about the other stuff. Okay, cool. Is this mic sounding better than last week? Uh, I, for me, bro, I'll be honest. Your mic always sounded cool to me, but this, I can see how this one sounds. You know, it sounds it's the other time, I can see what happens. Sometimes it goes up and down. When you used to talk, it will go up and down. But this one, it's been neutral the whole time. You know. And, and thanks. And okay. thing I'll say is thanks for having patience. Oh yeah, this is the last thing I'll say. Thanks for having patience with some of the people that is coming. Because like even with me, you know, you've been patient about you know with my situation. You know, just in general. And I feel like with the people you teaching. You know, who eventually going to come through? You know, thanks for having the patience because you already learned all this stuff. You're like, you don't have to, you know, sit here and be worrying about that. But you know, I'm just really thankful about what you're doing, as US, US, uh, USF uh, is doing. So that's it, man. And peace and love, man. Yeah, peace and love, man. Appreciate you. I'll talk to you tomorrow when you hit me up. I got a, uh, I thought of something too. I thought of an alternative for what we were dealing with yesterday. Unless you, did you already take care of that? No, I couldn't. Well, okay, yeah, yeah I, I thought of an alternative. Yeah, yeah, I, I already found out. Okay, well, I already found out something. No, I figured it out. We already, we are already good, and, and that's <clears throat> what you got is good. But I know what I got is good. So, all right, bro. We, man, we'll we'll sure talk tomorrow. You know more about it. All right, I appreciate it. Man. Uh, I'm not saying I want to hear what you got too, man. I can always learn. I love learning. No, no. You never know. <laughs> no, so we're we going to exchange information tomorrow. How about that? On in the private. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. All right, hey. all right, man. Peace and love, man. All right, all right. Copper tone. Come on, man. You got five seconds, Copper tone, babe. 
Commodore Bay, peace. How you doing, fam? Peace to the guy. What it is. How's going, man? Hey, uh, I'm going to call you after the show. I just want to say that real quick. That'll work. That'll work. Man? How you doing? That'll work. Uh, man, you know, you know, uh, been through a few transitions, but I know that we must not traverse or argue. So I stand in honor at all costs, bro. And, uh, you know, I'm learning how presentations are being presented to me and how I should take the proper course of action. So, you know what I'm saying, to go about that. So, hey, I know I'm a natural man, and we all know we got to do business in our own stance. You know what I'm saying? But, it's, you know, it's our decision to uh, determine how we want to do business, you know what I'm saying, and whatnot. But the condition that we in, you know what I mean, it's only a condition for temporary. So it's, it's different from the decision that's being made. So what you was also determined. So, but I'm just I'm doing right now, bro. I'm I'm right now uh, moving forward with the transition. But uh, while we're putting in work right now, I want to go ahead and just harness, you know, much of this much of this this, this current that's being generated, so I can be able to direct it, put it in a position to where it can be able to be served. Because we gotta recognize that we're still doing business with what we're doing, and no matter who else we work for or working with. Uh, we got to be able to harness the energy. How you doing, brother? Got to be able to harness the energy, brother. That's definitely what it is. Uh, no more work for free. You know, you, you believe in a higher power, the higher power will want you to be able to harness and direct properly the energy that being given to you. So, you gotta recognize how responsible you are, bro. I'm just, I'm just thankful for you. I always have been thankful for you uh, from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? You, your brother. You know what I'm saying? Sharif. You know what I'm saying? I, I call home. You know what I'm saying? Big Hawk. You, Savell. You know what I'm saying? Always putting in work, working hard, going in like the ox. You know what I'm saying? So, that's definitely what it is. He is his root, root source, and, you know, uh, Creator, you know what I'm saying, of, 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 of many, 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 many other, you know what I'm saying, platforms. So I, I love that. It's truly beautiful. You know what I'm saying? We can go on the natural side, metaphysical side, you know, go deep into, you know what I'm saying, uh, whatever it may be. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, different, different levels, different platforms, uh, different schools of thought, but it's all about the craft and master and uh, to be able to obtain true master. You gotta, be, you gotta be a craft. So that's what it is. So I, I truly beautiful. I just thank you though for adding to that. You know what I'm saying? You know, many, many, I, I figured out now that uh, many methods, methods are many, but principles are few. And men who stand up and men who abide and, and operate by, by those principles, you know I mean, those are few. That's the few chose. So that's the rarity. Truly beautiful though. I give thanks. I salute. You know what I'm saying? Creator, ancestors, forefathers, forefathers, forerunners. You know what I'm saying? Acting this right now yourself, yourself, brother, and all the service you provide. So, you know what I'm saying? Thank you for breaking bread. Definitely. Definitely. I'm honest. You know what I'm saying? Words, words, really good. Not able to describe, you know what I'm saying, the manner to be put in uh, due to this, uh, the price of the services that we're being actually, you know what I'm saying, presented and, you know, charity forgiven. You know what I'm saying? One charitable nature to another. You know, I'm always offering information here and there, whether it's on the block, 
know what I'm saying, or, or back to the concept. You know what I'm saying? But truly beautiful, though. You know what I'm saying? It's divine. So, uh, I give thanks for everything you brought to the table, man. So, you know, it be too long with it on this thing. Uh, I got an offer. I got an offer to uh, out the left. You know what I'm saying? I got through eating. You know what I'm saying? Brother would like me to, you know, come on and fetch frequency or whatnot as well. And, you know what I'm saying? The most thought process, you know what I'm saying? With, with the meditation. So it's really beautiful. You know what I'm saying? So it's all great, man. It's all great. So I'm thankful, brother. And uh, keep looking here for you, you know, and for you. You know what I'm saying? And you. You know what I'm saying? I'm upside. Okay, so I definitely get it is, man, but uh, what's going on? It's definitely going on, you know what I'm saying? How's the frequency? How's the frequency? You know what I'm saying? How's it been the first thing? You know what I'm saying? Treat me. Oh, you know, I, I don't complain. Okay. I mean, I could, but you'd be wasting my time if I, if I try to complain. True, 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 true. That's how I feel. Yeah, man, as I wrap this up, man, I appreciate you calling in, man. I, you know, you, you're a pillar of the foundation, man. So thank you. I know you be traveling and stuff, but I'm going to call you. I'm going to call you in, like, probably, like, 20 minutes. Give me, like, 20, 30 minutes. Fit. Fit. Oh, I'll be on the floor. Right. Okay, peace to the guys, fam. Peace to the guys. All right, y'all, that's it. So here's the deal. I'm going to do what I do, you know, my outro. You know how I do. And then what I'll do is I'm gonna, I am gonna. I got a jewel. I'm going to start dropping jewels at the end of the show. And that's going to be for those who fall off early. <laughs> so you falling, you falling off early, you're going to miss the extra jewel. Did I miss a caller? I missed a bunch of callers. Oh, man. I'm trying to get a body here. I'm going to take another caller. I'll take one more. Um, let me choose from these ones. Mini, mini, miny. 804. Area code 804-4038. 804-4038. Peace. Which name are you calling from? Peace, brother. So this brother Robert from Richmond, Virginia. Oh. Uh, peace, brother. How you doing? Peace. Um, I'm good, brother. I'm good. I, uh, I missed uh, a lot of the show, man. I was uh, dialing an automatic number and uh, looked down. It was the wrong number. I was like, uh, I didn't oh, come in. Yeah, I got an email. I got an email. I saw that. I was wondering who that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was wondering straight. who that yeah. was, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah finally got that straight. Uh, okay, uh, yeah. This, this is the yeah. show number and the other one of the other numbers. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah, yeah, I got, I, I didn't even look down, um, and so now I remember, but uh, I still caught some jewels at the end about those um, non-income tax states and uh, non-corporate tax states, so I'm going to have to go back and listen to the show. Okay. Yeah, go back and check it out. Should be, you know, yeah, this, yeah. This, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was, I don't know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Hopefully, it was a great show. <laughs> well, I know that li- that little piece was uh, some some gold nuggets. So, um, like I said, I, I'm gonna go back and listen to the rest. But I just wanna, you know, come in and just say peace and, and thanks again. 
Yeah, man, no problem. I appreciate you calling in, man. Have a great evening, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bro. Peace. All right, peace. All right, that's it. I want to thank all the callers. I want to thank everyone who called in. I want to thank all the listeners. If you this is the archive and you listen right now, I appreciate you. All you're doing is investing in your private education, and that is nobility in and of itself, and you deserve to be respected for that. So I salute you. I definitely want to say um, peace to High Frequency, Big Brother Yusuf L. That's my guy. Salute. Uh, man, I'm, I'm looking to go see my man pretty soon. I ain't seen him in a few. I mean, it's been, how long has it been? I got to go see Yusuf. Um, welcome to the foundation.com. Learn, sign up for you know the email list. You can schedule a consultation. You can make a donation to the foundation. You can do all these things and more. You know, you can find the Instagram page. That thing is popping right now. Um, Twitter page needs help, but hey, do your dance. The uh, Facebook page is doing pretty well, and you know I just can't say enough. You know the, the appreciation, the love that I have for the audience. You know, y'all treated me wonderfully ever since I stepped on high frequency. And, you know, nothing but thanks, nothing but praises. And, you know, it's a humbling experience. So I definitely want to say thank you. And, nah, I mean, you know, I'll be on the air next week. But, you know, I got a, I got a few months left before y'all. You know what I'm saying? Um, what else was I going to say? Take care of yourself, you know? Um put something up on the foundation page bottom line is if you got people in your life that can't recognize things within themselves they will never recognize it within you and it's nothing personal you know it's not them being disrespectful to you ultimately what it is is them being disrespectful to themselves and you know as far as far as I'm concerned I, I I truly man, this this is something that I know. And it's and it's 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 serious to me. Maybe not serious to you, but it's it's definitely serious to me. You know, um the more chances you give someone, really the the less respect they're gonna give you. Bottom line is people ignore standards that you set for them because they know that they're going to get another chance. And most people will never acknowledge your true value until your presence is removed. You can say what you got to say. Say how you want to say it, especially in high emotional situations. If you currently are constantly getting into it with someone in a high emotional situation and they keep disrespecting you, and you give them another chance, and you say, next time, and then they do it again, and you give them another chance, that's on you. You got to learn how to how to say, hey, I'm done. Sometimes you got to not deal with people. You got to be willing to let them go. And if you're not, I don't know what to tell you. But this is, you know, part of healthy relationships and a healthy lifestyle. And this is stuff that we're not taught. My parents didn't tell me this. My parents didn't tell me a lot of things. So at the end of that show, I try to tell y'all what I didn't hear. You know what I'm saying? So maybe we can benefit from it. Um, as we go on the way out, I, I did tell y'all that I was going to, you know, for everybody that's stuck around, I was going to drop something. So with that being said, I know y'all hear about um, 
Delaware corporations, Delaware corporations, Delaware corporations. People be heavy about Delaware corporations. I can't really find anywhere, you know, where the gurus have sites or, you know, the blog talks or whatever. Why? Delaware Corporation. You probably heard this. Delaware Corporation. Delaware Corporation and Massachusetts Trust. Well, I'm going to tell you, a Delaware Corporation is only popular because Delaware has the the largest body of corporate law. And it has a chancery court um, that's very favorable to expedited attention to corporate decisions. So it's got a lot of corporate precedent Positive towards corporations And its courts are very Favorable to expedited attention And decisions When it comes to corporate matters So If that means anything to you Hopefully it added some clarity There's a lot of stuff going around That really doesn't matter With that being said I love y'all I appreciate y'all Take care of yourself So that you can take care of others And I'll catch y'all next week here on the same platform, the foundation, on the same network, High Frequency Radio. Take care, y'all. I love you. I do. And peace to the gods. High Frequency Radio.